Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you for tuning in to Benzinga's Daily Stocks to Watch podcast, a place where every trading day you can get at least a handful, that's five trading ideas to start your morning. Want you to consider potential news item that just happened that we want to get on your radar, maybe an upcoming news item. Maybe we're hearing some traders, investors in our Benzinga communities discussing one or a few of these stocks. And we want you to consider maybe trade in a name, maybe an investment, put a stock that you see on the podcast in a watch list, on a chart, see how it trades. Maybe you make an investment. Maybe you just get a little bit of education each morning. Today is Wednesday, February 15th, 2023. I see Mike O'Connor out there. How are you doing this morning, sir? Doing great, Brenty. It is a, a lovely Wednesday. Happy hump day, guys. Happy Wednesday. Uh, another nice day. I don't know. It's been nice. It's been kind of warm. Uh, Punxsutawney Phil, he's, he's had a couple appearances uh, on the show, and he seems to be right. This is pretty wild. <laughs> It is a little rainy in Detroit today, but it's going to be like 65. So I think that, that, yep, yep. Believe it, believe it, Mike. So we always say that, you know, a lot of times the weather over here in Detroit is going to make its way over to Mike in New England. We'll see. Maybe it'll, maybe the nice will, will kind of go north. I don't know. I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not a meteorologist. I don't know how this stuff works. (laughs) Five weather uh, patterns to watch every day. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. All right, folks, we got a little bit of a special feature podcast for you today, a little bit of a special feature Stocks to Watch list. It is kind of, you know, quote, 13F season. We're we're still sort of in the earnings season, ladies and gentlemen, but we have been getting 13F filings in from hedge funds around Wall Street. Uh, This is something that is moving stocks today. This is something that is a news catalyst every quarter. It is a little bit less uh, impactful nowadays than it was like five or 10 years ago or so. But 13F filings are still a notable part of a trader and investor's strategy. And we want to highlight some stocks that saw uh, new stakes, raised stakes, lowered stakes, uh, liquidated stakes by hedge funds. We're going to give you some updates from the 13F filing season which was yesterday and it can be today i believe technically and then we're going to give you a little bit of education on what a 13f is how you can use it in a strategy how you can read a 13f this is a topic that comes up again and again every quarter Uh, like i said it's not as popular as it used to be back in the day but this is definitely something that you should still know about if you're going to be investor or a trader So we'll start off with our list, ladies and gentlemen, give you the update, and then we'll get into some education. Stick around. The list will be quick today. It'll be about five minutes or so, and then we'll get into some good, hard education on 13Fs. Our first stock to watch is Taiwan Semiconductor, TSM. Number two is Apple, AAPL. Number three is Kraft Heinz, KHC. Number four is McKesson. MCK and our last stock to watch for the day is salesforce.com. It's ticker CRM. Mike, if you want to just take us through our list real quick here of some of the updates, a lot of the stocks that we're going to talk about today are related to Warren Buffett, the Oracle of Omaha, and his fund, Berkshire, his company, Berkshire Hathaway. Uh, And then we're going to talk about one more that wasn't from 
Warren Buffett. But why don't you just take us through the list, please, Mike? Let's do it. And I got to say, I love when we do days like this where there's there's an informational theme, there's something to be learned. So, folks, if you're watching or listening, I, yeah, this is these are great. I love learning things like this from from uh, from our daily stocks to watch. And we got five, like we said, we got Taiwan Semiconductor, ticker TSM. And this is Berkshire Hathaway, like we were saying, cut their stake in Taiwan Semiconductor by nearly 90% over the last quarter. TSM was a pretty big pick for Berkshire Hathaway for a while and a 90% cut over one quarter is pretty significant. But despite the reduced position, <laughs> Berkshire Hathaway still holds nearly 9 million shares. So that's yeah. a little perspective that, you know, mm-hmm. 90% cut and still 9 million shares uh, ADS of Taiwan Semiconductor. Just to yes, put in perspective, the, the magnitude. Like five percent today, so definitely, definitely being impacted by this lowered stake by by Buffett. Yeah, and we'll get. I I have more questions to ask you about that. How it's okay? How, when it when it will affect and stuff. But but I'll, okay. I guess I'll keep going with Apple ticker AAPL and Buffett and Berkshire Hathaway purchased more than three hundred thousand shares of Apple by the end of last quarter, bringing the Berkshire total position in the stock to nearly nine hundred million shares. Whew. Ticker number three, Kraft Heinz, ticker KHC, and Hathaway, Richard Hathaway and Buffett sold shares of Kraft Heinz for the last quarter, but still holds a whopping 423 million shares of the company, about 35% of the company's total outstanding shares. So Richard Hathaway owns about 35% of Kraft Heinz. Ticker number four, McKesson, ticker MCK, Berkshire cut its stake in the healthcare company by about 10%. To around three million shares, and then the the one non uh, Berkshire Hathaway stock that we that we have on the list today is Salesforce ticker CRM, and this is a a Wall Street Journal report around actor activist investor Dan Loeb and his hedge fund Third Point that they had taken a stake in Salesforce, but the report is not yet confirmed uh, because despite these thirteen F filings, because that took place. In the wrong quarter, so that confirmation would be coming at the end of next quarter. Uh, those 13F filings are for the end of the last quarter, and the reported stake would have been purchased in the last month or so. So you will have to wait a little bit longer mm-hmm. to know or not whether uh, Third Point did actually buy Salesforce. But kind of digging into the information side, okay. So we just we just talked sure. about all these stocks that are talking about 13Fs, talking about these big hedge funds. And what it means, what what are 13Fs? So the SEC requires that hedge funds disclose their full quarterly holdings, all the positions that they're long, to the SEC within 45 days of the end of a quarter. And so today is the 45th day after the end of last quarter. The filings that you are going to be hearing about today, maybe you heard about last night, you're going to be hearing about today, maybe you'll be hearing about them the rest of this week. Those holdings were for the quarter ended December 31st, 2022. Uh, If a, for example, if a hedge fund purchased shares of McDonald's on January 3rd, that holding, because it was in after the end of last quarter, would not be in the 13F filing. Does that make sense? That does. Okay, and that so that that tells about the Salesforce that that is that is more exactly. recent. That's not going to be in this, but hopefully, you know, stay tuned and uh, next quarter we'll be we're racking it again, and we might 
I have it up for you here. I remembered hearing about the Salesforce report, activist stake by Dan Loeb last week. And I didn't want investors out there going, okay, sweet. We're going to get confirmation 13 Fs are coming down the line uh, for this activist stake because it seems like Dan Loeb purchased uh, the stake in Salesforce like probably over the last month or so. So it wouldn't have been contained in last quarter's filings. That's super helpful. What, what is the timing like for these filings in terms of, does this happen just because some different companies are in different quarters? Is it just sure. a quarter of the calendar year? Is it every in 45 so the, days? The requirement, is, the requirement is 45 days, but it's within 45 days. So you do get 13F filings coming out um like like there were 13 f filings coming out earlier this week and even last week the last day is the 45th day so you know a, a hedge fund can disclose their 13 f filings uh you know at the beginning for for the fourth quarter at the beginning of february but most of the time they kind of just cram it into like the last couple days so you know something that i had done when I first started reporting on Wall Street was I made a little calendar for myself. I wrote it, wrote it down on a piece of paper and I slapped it on the wall next to my desk and it just had the dates 45 days after the end of the quarter. So I would know that around, you know, February 13th, 14th, 15th, get ready. We're going to start seeing 13Fs coming in. And where do we find the 13F info? So this info is required to go to the SEC. The SEC's online database is called Edgar. Super, super important resource if you're a trader and investor um, for corporate news. Also for funds that you like following, hedge funds, the whales, you know, whale watching as they call it. You can find all SEC filings on Benzinga Pro. That's Benzinga's premium news and trading analysis platform pro.benzinga.com uh if you go to a news tool and you hit the the sources button that's under the search field uh you can turn on sec filings and you can see all of the raw information i would just recommend uh the format doesn't look super good to read a 13f if you're if you open it within the platform if you mouse over a 13f filing in the news feed and you hit the pop out button, it's gonna look a lot better than it does if you like view it inside of the news tool. So just like a little a little warning there. And what what would you say is like the info that can be found in the 13F that's the most important and like how, how to read it essentially? So some info that you can find uh, in a 13F filing is a, a funds, all of a funds long positions. You can also find uh options positions because funds aren't owning shares that they're shorting obviously shorts are not included in 13f filing so that is that is a key here uh if you want to find out you know what a fund is shorting you're going to have to hear about it from another source they do not have to disclose that in their sec filing <clears throat> the other bit of information that you might find useful is you can look at on the Edgar website or on Benzinga Pro, if you click uh, the info table, it's called the info table. If you click the info table, that's where you can see a fund's holdings. If you click on the top link when you go to like an Edgar filing, if you click on the top link, I forget what it's called right now, uh, it'll show you info about the fund. 
not the funds holdings, but it'll show you info about the fund. So you can go and like the, and we're going to get into this in, in a sec here, but you know, uh, why people like 13F Islands is you can see what some of your favorite investors are doing. You can see what Warren Buffett's doing. You can see what Dan Loeb's doing. And you can also track their funds. The SEC requires that hedge funds disclose the size of their entire fund. So you can see how a fund's holdings have changed over the quarter. You can also see the size of the fund changing over quarter. You can compare a filing from last quarter to a filing from the most recent quarter and you can see okay this uh this firm had you know 14 billion dollars in assets last quarter they had 12 billion dollars in assets uh for, for the capital markets they grew their assets by two billion dollars effectively that must be it must be a good thing awesome awesome and how do you kind of compare that data so let's say you want to see you just pull up multiple ones multiple ones across yeah, yeah, that's and and I didn't answer your question there, Mike. Sorry about that. How to read a 13F filing? So the, the when you go to the SEC website or when you look at a SEC 13F filing on Benzinga Pro, it looks like it's in a table. It's not actually in a table. There's not like you know lines and and padding and stuff like that. But it's like uh, on the left side, it'll say a stock. It'll say how many shares the company holds, and it'll say a total. Uh, market value size of that position, how many shares they they have as a total holding uh, aside from the ones that they purchased or sold over the quarter. So basically read it like a table, go from the left to the right and you can see the size and then how to compare. Here's, here's a little like pro tip for comparing uh, 13F filings. If you want to get really crazy, you can do like a little programming and you could have something scrape some information from one 13F filing and compare it to some scraped information in another 13F filing. That's really nice if you can do that. You can do it really easily manually though. So what I would recommend is go to the Edgar website, go to Benzinga Pro and search the fund named, like if we wanna look for Warren Buffett, search Berkshire Hathaway and you'll be returned some results. Search Dan Loeb's third point and you'll be returned some results. Look for the 13F filing in the list of filings. Open one in a new window and put it on the left. And your left side is your your uh, furthest back filing. And then open the most recent filing and put it on the right. And then you can like line up the two tables and you can like go across like, okay, McDonald's steak was 13 million shares in the furthest away quarter. And then, okay, in the most recent quarter, they have now 15 million shares. They raised their stake by 2 million shares. There's kind of your conclusion. I love that. That's a, that's a great, <laughs> so I, I, I think that the visualization tools in, in Benzinga Pro are so useful too for stuff like that to just have a one-stop shop, all, all the stuff you need. Um, what do traders need to know about 13F filings for investing or trading strategy? I mean, we see... Taiwan Semiconductor there you go. a little bit in the news, but is it always a catalyst? Is it is there always something going on there? <clears throat> it's not always a catalyst. And like I was kind of highlighting, there was more price action around updates to 13F filings like 10 years ago or so. For whatever reason, they have become a little bit less of a news catalyst in like the last five years. Still important, as you can see with uh, Taiwan Semi. semi. Uh, if you are a 
you know, holder in a stock, if you're a shareholder in a stock and there are, you know, 10 notable hedge funds in that stock and they start raising their stake, you're going to want to know about that. We call that whale watching. We're watching these, you know, big funds, these big investors trying to maybe follow along or who knows, maybe you think Warren Buffett is uh, a contrarian signal. Maybe, maybe you don't like Warren Buffett's picks and you see when Warren Buffett is cutting the stake in Taiwan semi, maybe you go, Warren Buffett doesn't know what the heck he's talking about. I'm going to start buying some of the stock here. Oh my gosh. I can't believe I just said that, but I, it was an example. I, <laughs> I was just making an example, ladies and gentlemen. I, I love Warren Buffett. <laughs> Speaking of, of, of Warren Buffett, Berkshire Hathaway, obviously one of the most watched hedge funds. But what are what are some other hedge funds to watch sure. out for maybe in the next 13F season? Yeah, sure. And I and I kind of forgot to mention something when we're talking about how to, you know, kind of incorporate into your own strategy the, these 13F filings. The most price action that you're going to get won't be from a raised stake if a fund already has a stake or cuts a stake. <clears throat> It'll be new positions. If Warren Buffett takes a new stake in a company, that is going to draw a lot of attention headline-wise. It's also going to draw uh, a lot of price action. As far as the funds that you might want to tune into, I mean, you know, find out wh who your favorite investors are, are and find out what their hedge fund is called and then go track them that way. But like, you know, kind of historically, kind of traditionally, the names that I've had on my radar, I've had them on my radar because I'm... I've, I've been a reporter for a long time and I try to tune into the things that I think, you know, an audience is looking at. Obviously, Berkshire Hathaway, Warren Buffett, Dan Loeb of Third Point is one of my favorite hedge fund managers of all time. Uh, David Einhorn of Greenlight Capital, uh, Pershing Square, that's Bill Ackman. Kynikos is Jim Chanos. Uh, Carl Icahn, you can find Carl Icahn's holdings. Um, Barry Rosenstein at Jana Partners. These are a few of the notable names, a few of the notable investors. Starboard is another one that I saw some headlines on Benzinga Pro, uh, catching some headlines from Benzinga Pro. Again, when when these funds are shuffling around their stakes in in stocks, even if the stock isn't moving, you're gonna kind of like want that info. Definitely, definitely, and I, that that's a good point of the. If they're gonna if someone adds it to the fund that that makes total sense yep what a, exactly. what a great exactly. i i learned all so right from from this i i i'm nice <laughs> i'm glad thanks thanks for the feedback yeah i mean you know hopefully ladies and gentlemen you're prepared for some of the info that you're seeing cross wires today about 13fs but then you know prepare for the next 13F season, which will be, let's do the quick math here. So the end of the quarter is going to be the end of March. The end of Q1 is going to be the end of March. 45 days is going to be about the middle of May. So uh, about the middle of May, you know, May 13th, May 14th, start getting these things on your radar. You could see catalysts from some of these stocks that moved this quarter. Next quarter, I guarantee investors are going to be interested in what Warren Buffett's going to have done with Taiwan Semi. Could this be another catalyst for Taiwan Semi the middle of May? Pro probably. I think that's probably a, a, a fairly safe bet to make. Also, it's good to know that hedge funds are, are people too, you know, that sometimes procrastinate to the deadline. So <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Good point, Mike, for sure.
All right, folks, I hope you got some good education out of the podcast today. If you joined us on Twitter, thanks for tuning in live. Leave us some feedback in a comment on the tweet here and let us know if you did get some good education. Let us know if you have any other feedback for us. We always like hearing from the audience. All right, folks, thanks for tuning in today. We'll be back tomorrow for another episode of Benzinga's Daily Socks Watch podcast. Hope everyone has an excellent trading day out there today. Happy Wednesday, everybody. We'll catch you tomorrow. Did you know nearly all stock price changes of 10% or more result from a single news headline? That's right. News headlines have a unique ability to drive stock prices up or down. These news catalysts create trading opportunities every day. All you need is a little help to reach out and take them. And if you're looking to grow your portfolio, it doesn't matter if your investment budget is small or big. An easy-to-read stream of news headlines will increase your opportunities to profit from price changes in the stock market, consolidate a knowledge-based investment strategy, and grow your portfolio. All you need is Benzinga Pro and its powerful news alerts, price tracking, and portfolio monitoring to make a positive change in your trading performance. We've already helped thousands of retail traders across the world, and they could not be happier. Increase your market knowledge, boost your exposure to big movers, and make informed trades before major price changes. The opportunities are all around you. Subscribe now, and we'll skyrocket your portfolio today.